Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us this wonderful privilege and honor to be among the living today. We are grateful, Father, and we say, may your name be highly exalted and praised. Lord, we want to give our lives to you. As you have blessed us with this life, Lord, we pray that you will consecrate the life to your service. We ask, Father, for power from above, as you have promised, that you will give power to all who receive Jesus into their lives. Lord, please grant us that power, that our lives may be the simple outworking of your will, and that we will live our lives to your glory. We pray, Father, that as we go through our devotion now, that you would grant to us that power that comes from your word, the understanding, that we may be blessed by the things that we will be hearing. And we pray, Lord, that you put your words in our mouth too, that we may speak words of blessing to all who would listen. Do all this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, March 2 The Precious Treasure of Faith Grace and Peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Saviour Jesus Christ, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 to 4 Like precious faith is a genuine faith. It is not a fruitless faith. True saving faith is a precious treasure of inestimable value. It is not superficial the just lives by faith, a truly spiritual Christian life. It is true faith that the steps are taken, one at a time, up the ladder of progress. Faith must be cultivated. It unites the human with the divine nature. The life of obedience to all of God's commandments is a life of progression a life of constant advancement. As the elect, precious, have increased understanding of the mediatorial work of Jesus Christ, they see and grasp the rich promises that come through the righteousness of Christ. The more they receive of the divine grace, the more they work on the plan of addition grace and peace will be multiplied through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Here is the source of all spiritual power. 
and faith must be in constant exercise, for all spiritual life is from Christ. Knowledge of God inspires faith in Him as the only channel to convey heaven's blessings to the soul. Elevating, ennobling, refining the soul as through the knowledge of God, it is brought up to the high attainment of glory and virtue. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Precious Treasure of Faith. So, we are going to be looking at the quality called faith and its role in our lives and also how it can be gotten. Uh, yesterday, we looked at the ladder and today we are going to be climbing the ladder actually. And the first step of that ladder is faith. When we read our key texts, uh, just going from the beginning, Second Peter chapter 1, Peter starts in verse 1 by saying, Simon Peter, an apostle, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, and he writes to them who have received like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God of our Savior Jesus Christ, according as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. Then in verse 5 actually he starts and says, And giving all diligence, let us add to our faith virtue. Add to what faith? Remember in the beginning in verse 1, he had said to those who have received like precious faith with us. So he has already stated that the first thing that has been received in the Christian life is faith. And that's why in verse 5 he says, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and then goes on to virtue, knowledge unto knowledge, temperance unto temperance, patience unto patience, godliness and to godliness, broadly kindness, and to broadly kindness, charity. Now we're going to, this is a ladder, we'll call it Peter's ladder. We're going to be climbing it. We're going to be climbing this ladder and it starts with faith. So what is faith? Quickly, I just want us to go through a small study on faith. In the Bible, we are told that the just shall live by faith. I think that should be Habakkuk 2 verse 4. In the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 also we read that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. So from this passage we see two things from these two passages. Faith is a very important thing. The just which is the righteous. The way he is righteous is because he lives by faith. He doesn't live by faith because he is righteous but because he is he is not it's not because he is righteous that he's living by faith but rather because he lives by faith, that is what makes him just. That is what makes him righteous. And that's why in 1 John 5, 4, we also see that the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. 
this is the like precious faith we're talking about. It is not a superficial faith as we read. It is a powerful faith, a faith that walks in the mind and walks in the life of the person who has it. It does not leave him the way he is. According to Habakkuk 2.4, you see that that faith is what makes the person live a righteous life that just lives by faith. And in according to 1 John 5 verse 4, we see that it is that faith that makes the person who has it to overcome the world. And the world is something that is great to overcome. 1 John 2 verse 15 to 17 talks about the world. In verse 16, it tells us that this, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world and the world passes away and the lust thereof. So the world is everything that has to do with sin. Sin, that is what the world is. And that's why Jesus says he has nothing to do with this world. He calls Satan the prince of this world. And he says to him that he has overcome the world. That is John 16 verse 33. Jesus says he overcomes the world. In the book of James chapter 4, reading from verse 4, we read, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. So you see that God has nothing. He doesn't want to have anything to do, do with the world. I didn't read 1 John four, one John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. With all these texts, we can see the world and Christ are diametrically opposite to each other. They have nothing to do with each other. But that's why Jesus even said that he overcame the world. So, how do you overcome the world? By faith. So, you see that faith is not something that is superficial. It gives you power if you have it. This is, that's why Peter called it a like precious faith. It is deep. It is by faith that we keep the commandments of God. Somewhere in the reading, in the second paragraph, okay, in the third paragraph, page 67, paragraph 4 says, The life of obedience to all of God's commandments is a life of progression, a life of constant advancement. As the elect precious have increased, have increased understanding of the mediatorial work of Jesus Christ, they see and grasp the rich promises that come through the righteousness of Christ. The more they receive of the divine grace, the more they work on the plan of addition. Now, what we must understand is faith works on promises so as our knowledge of god increases our faith also increases because when we get to know god we get to know more of his promises and we exercise faith on these promises so exercising faith has to do with receiving the word of god and believing it not just believing what it says but believing that that word has power when we look at the book of Matthew, chapter 5, chapter 8, rather, reading from verse 5 downward, it talks about the story of the centurion. It says there that Jesus was going to Capernaum, and as he was going, he met a centurion, and the centurion said unto him, Master, my servant lied sick of the palsy, and Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said unto him, I am not worthy that that should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man of authority, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, and say to this other soldier, come, and he cometh. And I say to this servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled and said, I have not seen so great faith, no, not in Israel. 
So what was it that the centurion did that Jesus marveled, had to marvel and say, I have not seen so great faith, not in Israel. The centurion said to Jesus that it was not necessary for Jesus to come to his house, that all he needed was to speak the word. That means the centurion exercised faith in the word of Jesus, that that word in and of itself was powerful enough without Jesus' coming to his house and touching the body of the person or doing any herb or anything, he believed that just Jesus speaking was enough. And this was what Jesus called great faith. Romans chapter 10, reading verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear the word of God, we have to receive it and believe that that word is powerful enough to do what it says, which was what the centurion believed. All he wanted was for Jesus to speak, and he believed that if Jesus speaks, that that word is powerful enough to do what it says without any help from Jesus' hands. Why, is that not how the world was created? We are told in Psalms 33, reading from verse 6 and 9, By the word of the Lord, were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth and verse 9 says he spoke and it was done he commanded and it stood fast psalms 148 reading from verse 1 to 5 says praise ye him in the stars and in the moon and talks about all the heavenly bodies praising god and then it goes to the host of angels and it says praise let them praise the lord in verse 5 it says let them all praise the lord for he commanded and they were created angels were also created by the spoken word of god james hebrews rather chapter 4 reading from verse 12 says the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword do you understand that the word of god is powerful Isaiah chapter 55, reading from verse 10 downwards, God was likening his word to the snow and the rain. He said, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from the heavens and watereth the ground, that, so that it may bring forth and bud, that it may bring bread to the eater and seed to the sower, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Are you catching it? Do you understand the power of God's word? God, God says that my word, once it has come out of his mouth, it cannot return unto him void. He didn't say that after he has spoken that he's going to do anything by himself. He says that when he speaks his word, that the word itself will accomplish what he pleases, and the word will prosper in the thing that he had sent it to do. When we speak, we have to do things to bring things to happen. I have to use my hands, my legs, and my powers to do things, but not so with God. God stays somewhere and speaks, and it is his word who does what God wants. God says in his mind, he has thought out what he wants. He knows what light is in his mind, and he just says, let there be light. The word itself creates that light. In his mind, he knows what angels will look like, and he says, let the angels come into existence and his word not his hands but his word as powerful as it is creates those angels the word of god is powerful so what is faith romans 10 17 faith the only way you can exercise faith and cultivate faith 
is by hearing the word of God and exercising faith, that is believing that word, that it is powerful enough to do what it says, then allowing the word to do what it says. This is no superficial faith. If you believe something, you will act on that thing. That is why there is work that comes with faith. There is faith and works. So if you believe that the word of God says something, you will act on it just like Peter. When he was on that boat and saw Jesus walking on water, he said, Matter, if it is you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, Come. Peter didn't just stay there and wait for the world to lift him out of the boat and then start making him walk. He exercised faith on that word. Since Jesus said, Come, he said, Okay, I will come. Since that word will do make me to walk on water. If Jesus did not say to Peter, Come, and he tried walking on water, he will sink. But exercising faith of that word, Come. He came out of the boat and started to walk on water. That shows you that we must act on the word. If the word says something, believe that that word has power to do what it says. Peter believed that the word come had power to make him walk on water and he exercised faith on that word come. And he came out of the boat and he walked on water. But the moment he looked left and right and unbelief came to him, what happened? He started to sink. So we must understand what it means to have this like precious faith. It comes by the knowledge of God. The more we know about God, the more our faith increases. And that's why we read in devotion that as the elect's pressures have increased understanding or knowledge of the mediatorial work of Jesus Christ, they see and grasp the rich promises that come through the righteousness of Christ. The more they receive of the divine grace, the more they work on the plan of addition. Grace and peace will be multiplied through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Here is the source of all spiritual power. The source of spiritual power is an increased knowledge of God and exercising more faith on that knowledge. Faith is what makes us to live. Faith is how we overcome. We are told in Galatians 5 verse 5 and 6 that we through the scriptures hope for that righteousness that is by faith. For in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile but rather it is faith that works by love and that faith purifies the soul. You cannot say you have faith and you are living an impure life. Faith that works by love and purifies the soul. One who says, oh, I have faith and his soul is not being purified. You still have impure thoughts. You are still living in doing things that are impure, that are not right. Then that is not the like precious faith we are referring to. If you do have that faith that works by love, then your soul will be purified. This faith is everything to us because that is how we overcome the world. That is how Jesus overcame the world by faith. So we must learn to cultivate faith. And I pray that the Lord will grant us more understanding of what it means to exercise faith. In summary, I'll just let you know, to exercise faith is simple. Firstly, believe that the word of God is powerful enough to do the things it says. Then haven't believed that any word of God you see that is a promise receive that word as the word of god not as the word of men if it is the word of men it is not powerful but if it is the word of god you receive it as though you know that this thing there's power in it remember the man who uh, john 5 who was at the pool of bethesda he had not walked for 38 years how was it that he was able to walk jesus only told him rise take up thy bed and walk he listened to that word and believed that there was something about this man this word I heard now is completely different from any word of any man. No man can just come and tell that man, rise, take up thy bed and walk. There is no power in that word. But as he listened, 
he believed that the word is powerful and he exercised faith and tried to stand up and as he tried to stand up he didn't need his leg to be healed first he stood up and he began to walk how about abraham he was 100 years old his wife was 90 but the word of god says you are going to give birth to a child he did not look at himself he did not look at the deadness of Sarah's womb as we read in the book of romans chapter 4 neither did he look at his own inabilities rather he trusted god and he was not weak in faith that's what we read in romans 4 he did not stagger in his faith and he trusted the word of god there was nothing that would make abraham and sarah to give birth to isaac they were past that age sarah was so so past the age and abraham was already old Sarah's womb was dead, as the Bible says. So why will Abraham and Sarah even attempt to give birth to a child? You see that they had work to do, right? They didn't just sit down and say, okay, God has said we'll give birth to a child, we'll just wait. The fact that they made an attempt, which is what husbands and wives do to give birth to a child, the, f- the fact that they made that attempt shows that they believed the word of God, which made them to make the attempt. So with us, believe the word of God, make the attempt to keep his commandments. He has spoken, thou shalt not kill believe just like that man who was lame like abraham and sarah also and like peter it is not any other person who is telling you that you should not keep you should not steal it is god so understand that that word is powerful then make the attempt not because you have the strength in you but because you believe that there's something powerful about that word who says to you thou shall not steal or thou shall not kill or thou shall not covet any of the words of god any of those commandments they are all promises they are all powerful words which if you receive it not just as instruction or commandments but as promises and the powerful word of god just as a layman received it as abraham received it receive it that way that it has power to walk in you when you receive it that way you will see that your faith will not be superficial but it will walk in you and purify your soul May the Holy Spirit give us more understanding of these things. May God help us. Amen. Jesus himself told us in Matthew 4 that man shall not, Matthew 4 verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We are studying faith. And what Jesus is invariably saying also is that man will always live by faith. Man will always be sustained by the power that is in the word of God. God's word will be our guide. I'm really encouraged this morning that there is power in God's word. For everything God requires from us to do, there is power resident in the word of God. So that whenever we hear the word, we exercise faith in it. It has power. That's what I'll be telling myself. It has power to help me to achieve what it requires of me to do. A popular quote would say, all his biddings are enablings. So God has power. He's not asking us to go on an errand without giving us the, the resources. He's not asking us to obey him without telling us, uh, giving us the means to achieve the end. That would be very wicked if there was no power and God is asking you to do something. That would be very cruel. But not so with God. The Bible says, As many as received him, to them he gave power to be the sons of God. John 1 verse 12. And that power is in his word, as we have already been told. Now, in First Peter 1 verse 5, we are told, 1 verse 4, that we are called to an in- inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, 
that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5. Watch closely, says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. How are we kept by the power of God through faith? As we believe in God's word, it has power to help us overcome our besetments. Now, verse 6 says also, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Why? Verse 7, That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. James 1 verse 3 says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So, the next thing after learning how to live by God's word is that God would want to perfect our faith. Since this is the way, the means by which we gain uh, victory over the world it is by faith so god will want to nourish this faith he want to perfect it make it uh, potent our belief in god's word so if i learn for instance uh, that is important to be patient patience patience is the fruit of the spirit and god wants to qualify me because he wants me to have his character of patience how am i going to learn patience there's going to be a trying something to put me through that lesson to help me learn that character so that i can exercise faith in god's word as i exercise faith in god's word day in day out on that situation faith will be cultivated and then the virtue or the character will be mine without the word of god there will be no faith but without a situation to exercise faith we cannot grow so God will bring, allow or permit situations where we have to exercise faith in the word of God. Another one, take for instance, the Bible will say evil communication corrupts good manners. God will want me to exercise faith on this word because if I exercise faith on his word, I will be able to purify my soul. I will be able to be strong. I will have his character. And then there will be situations, friends, you may have calls from people who are ungodly. If you're a student in school, you may have calls and people who come to visit you enticing you to do this or do that. You may be someone who may be an addict to TV and movies and the rest of them. Those are evil communications still calling you. But then you have a natural tendency to go towards this direction. Your faith will be tried. That is, will you live by God's word? You have to overcome that world, that worldliness by exercising faith in God's word. So when those temptations come, you exercise faith on the word of God that says evil communication corrupts good manners. There's a power in that word that once you believe it, there's power to keep away from evil communication. So your faith will be tested, will be tried. If it is forgiveness, people may hurt you. But what does the word of God say? That we should forgive those who despise us we should pray for them bless them curse not that's what jesus said do not curse them well if god wants you to have this virtue of forgiveness he would then allow the situation where you can exercise faith in god's word 
we have the temptation to follow our own inclination or to follow God's word. It's easier, it's natural to go the way of the world. It's easier, but God wants our faith to be in him, to trust in him, to be kept by faith in his word. Now, there's power in God's word. So we have to now let go of our own inclinations, our own desires, and walk by faith. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. God would want us to develop such a faith that depends on the word of God. And there will be situations to try this. And when the situations come, we are told that the trying of our faith is much more precious than gold. So there's nothing that is equivalent or that can be equaled with faith or a faith that is cultivated. And God will permit anything, everything in this world can be lost. Yes, just like it happened to Job. Everything in this world can be lost as much as even life, as long as faith will be cultivated. Because faith, like we have been told, is very precious. It is the victory that overcomes the world. And I pray that as God helps us to live by faith, depend on the power in God's word, and developing characters that are like His, our we will rejoice indeed as the Bible says rejoice when you fall into diverse temptation knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience may God help us in Jesus name Amen once more why is this faith important we are told in Hebrews 11 verse 6 but, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In Hebrews 11, we have the hall of faith. And we are told that without believing that the word of God is powerful, and that it will accomplish what it promises us, so that we should go on in obedience, expecting what the word of God has promised to be fulfilled in our lives, Without this belief, it will be impossible for us to please God. You see that faith is really necessary. We have a lot to achieve by faith. The promises of God are sure if we exercise faith in it. So we need to, day in, day out, understand the role faith plays. And that's why I, I see it's the beginning of the ladder. You need to believe that God, that he, that God exists and that he will reward whatever he has asked us to do by his uh, by his word whatever he has asked us to do he would reward us the, the promise is sure I have a quote I want to read to further illustrate this or make it more clear Review and Herald October 18, 1898 it says the scripture declares without faith it is impossible to please God the knowledge of what the scripture means when urging upon us the necessity of cultivating faith is more essential than any other knowledge that can be acquired. We suffer much trouble and grief because of our unbelief and our ignorance of how to exercise faith. We must break through the clouds of unbelief. We cannot have a healthy Christian experience. We cannot obey the gospel unto salvation until the science of faith is better understood and until more faith is exercised. 
there can be no perfection of Christian character without that faith that works by love and purifies the soul. The knowledge of how to exercise faith is more important than any other knowledge that can be acquired. We will have doubts, we will have fear, we will not have a strong Christian experience if we don't have healthy faith. So I pray that God will help us and we'll cooperate with him to cultivate this faith through whatever means he appoints in Jesus' name. Amen. In conclusion, I would like to remind everyone the basis and the basic nature of what it means to exercise this faith. First of all, we've just seen that it is important because we cannot perfect Christian character unless we have learned how to exercise faith. Remember Romans 10, 17? You must hear the word of God first before you exercise faith. Exercising faith on my word or any other man's word, if it is not coming from God, it is useless. That is presumption. Nothing will happen. My word or any man's word is not powerful. Only the word of God is powerful. So you see that faith is dependent on the word of God. So you must understand that. If we must perfect Christian character, if we must keep the commandments of God, we must have faith because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith only comes by hearing the word of God, not any other thing but the word of God. Why? The word of God is powerful. There is a way to receive things, people say. You can receive things as the word of men or as the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, when Paul was talking to the Thessalonians, here why the Thessalonians were Christians. And here it says, For this cause also thank we God without season, because when ye received the word of God which you heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. How was it that he says they received it not as the word of men, but as the word of God? It means they exercised faith on that word that Paul preached to them. They did not say, oh, it's ordinary Paul that is speaking, it's just a man. They understood that whatever Paul was saying was coming from the scriptures. And since it was coming from the scriptures, they did not receive it as though a mere man was talking to them. They received it because of the source of what Paul was saying, which is the word of God. And because they received it as the word of God, it says, Paul says here, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, But as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. So anyone who believes in the word of God and receives it as the word of God, the word of God will work effectually in them and purify their soul. Now, to show you the difference in the book of Hebrews 4 verse 2 and also Hebrews chapter 3 towards the end of Hebrews 3 but entering to Hebrews 4 Paul was trying to explain why it was that the Jewish nation failed why was it they failed there he says for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them that is the Jews but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it do you remember faith comes by hearing the word of god but they heard and did not mix it with faith and that was why it did not profit them i read it again hebrews 4 verse 2 for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them why not being mixed with 
faith in them that heard remember faith comes by hearing but when you hear you must exercise faith on what you hear peter heard come he exercised faith how by coming not but in that coming now there's a way the faith is there's a difference between going like peter coming out of the river because he trusted himself Peter did not come out of that river if he, that, because he trusted himself. Because if he trusted himself, he didn't need to hear Jesus say, come, he would have come out. But because of that word, come, he exercised faith on that word and came out. So you too exercise faith on the word of God when he says to you, you are my child, you shall not steal, you shall not commit adultery. Don't trust in yourself, but exercise faith on the word. Mix the, what you have heard with faith. Remember the Jews failed because they heard but did not mix it with faith. You will also fail if you keep hearing the word of God as mere instructions and commands but not as a powerful word. In conclusion now, Acts 20 verse 32. And now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Amen. Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for expressing and teaching to us the faith, this like precious faith. For all of us who are here and those who have listened, we pray, Lord, that you will give us the grace to know what it means to cultivate faith so that we can live to the fullest of what it means to be a child of God even here on earth and glorify your name. I pray, Lord, that all that has been said will be properly understood by those who listen. Grant to all of them the gift of your spirit, that it may be broken down to them in terms that they can understand. I pray, Father, for our lives today. Be with us in all that we do. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, O Lord, from all evil. May we live to your glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.